The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars Popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. St. Catherine of Bologna everything a girl could want, Catherine. Wealth, position, fine family. You live at the palace, your friend and companion of the Princess Margarita. This is part of the pattern of your life. The morning ride through the royal park, the blue Italian sky, the invigorating breeze blowing inland from the Adriatic. You and the Princess Margarita, escorted by a bodyguard of soldiers, seen them, Catherine. A small band of ragged men. Town beggars. About 15. At the sight of you and the princess and the soldiers, they've halted. Timid. Frightened. Catherine, who are they? Beggars. They're trespassing. They're hungry. They have no right in the park. They're on their way to the palace kitchen. Palace kitchen? To beg for scraps. Indeed. Captain... Suppose some of your soldiers take these ruffians to the palace and deposit them in a dungeon. You've seen this sort of cruelty before, Catherine. It should seem nothing to you. But you feel sick inside. You watch the soldiers drive the beggars away to their prison. Catherine, you don't seem very amused. I'm not. People like that have to be punished. Kept in their places. But they were doing no harm. They were trespassing. The poor should not be punished because they're hungry. Oh, you sound like St. Francis. Come along. Don't ruin my morning, Catherine. 
just an incident. But the picture of those hungry faces stays with you, Catherine. All day long you think of them. It's evening now. The palace is ablaze with light. Niccolo d'Este, Marquis of Ferrara, announces the betrothal of his daughter, the Princess Margarita, to Roberto Malatesta, Prince of Rimini. And you, Catherine, you find Roberto a pleasant enough young man. You paint, write, compose. I'm told you're the most accomplished girl at the palace. Aren't you neglecting Margarita? You should be with her. An incredible situation. A month ago, I scarcely knew of her. Tonight, I find myself engaged to her. And tonight, I met you. Please. The party's ended. And you, Catherine, you stand outside your bedroom on your balcony overlooking the palace grounds. No moon tonight, just the luminous darkness and the threat of a storm. But you're instinctively aware you're not alone. You feel the princess standing behind you. You turn and see the cold fury in her beautiful face. My lady-in-waiting was quite a success this evening. Margarita, what is it? My engagement party. And you made a laughing stock of me. Please. You flaunted yourself in front of Roberto. Encouraged him to flirt with you. He saw me as your friend. Friend? He was being kind and thoughtful, nothing else. He paid you attention and ignored me. He couldn't stay away from oh, you. Margarita, stop. It's true. No. He hardly spent a moment with me. He preferred you. You, my servant. If you... Margarita. Could... Yes. Servant. That's all you really are, Catherine. If you see me that way... What could he see in you anyway? Nothing. You're not beautiful. Sometimes I'm glad I'm not. Oh, don't pretend to be so saintly. I have no such ambitions. Your ambition was clear to me this morning. You set out to spoil my whole day. First those stupid beggars, then my party. Margarita, do you really think I purposely make you unhappy? Yes. Yes, I do. Catherine, I want you to leave the palace. Go back to Bologna. I never want to see you again. The princess has gone now, Catherine. But you don't move. You stand there on the balcony, rigid like a statue, too numb to feel very much, except a deep hurt. Catherine? Lady Catherine! Your name, a whisper in the night. And then the jasmine branches below the balcony moving, someone climbing up. You know who it is. The rich, long black hair... Dark blue eyes, firm chin. You know, even before the face appears over the balcony rail. Roberto. I saw Margarita with you. I had to wait until she'd gone. I had to see you again. Oh, please, Roberto, go at once. Catherine, I must tell you something. No, I don't want to hear it. It's you I want, not Margarita. Oh, you're insane. Of course I'm insane. From the moment I first met you. Oh, please go. You're so beautiful. You're so very beautiful. I'm not. I'm not. Your lovely eyes. I won't listen to you. They're so remote, 
so different from all the others here. You have admirers, Catherine. Several. You're quite accustomed to men courting you. Accustomed to palace intrigue. You feel the magic of this moment, though. You know the night belongs to you. To you and Roberto. Please talk to me. About yourself. It's all I ask. I'm not a very interesting subject. Are you content here at the palace? I, I don't expect to be here much longer. Someone told me that you're completely absorbed by your writing, your painting. I used to be. Not now. I suppose they were once a means of expression. But they no longer are? No. They don't feel an emptiness. A great emptiness. I, I always seem to long for something much more. For love. A need for love. Or a need to give love. I think I'd rather give. Catherine. Yes? I've got to marry Margarita. She'll go to Rimini with me. But you, you must go with us. Oh, I'm afraid not. Catherine, she'll mean nothing to me. It'll be you, just you. Oh, there, Roberto. Now go, go at once. Just go. So you retire to bed, Catherine, and try to sleep. Your anger's gone. You feel only compassion and forgiveness. The night is hot. You wish the rain would come. You can't sleep. You suddenly remember the poor beggars in the dungeons. Have they had food? Why must they suffer punishment? For what? Is it a crime to be in want of food? It's morning now. You've barely slept. You glance at your bedroom door. It's opening. The Princess Margarita. Behind her, two palace guards. She picks up your robe, throws it on your bed. Put it on. You're under arrest. Arrest? For disloyalty. You were seen last night. You and Roberto. Get up. Between the two guards. Princess Margarita follows, as if against her own will. The bolts outside the dungeon door are pulled back. The big heavy door swings slowly open. For a moment, the princess seems about to speak. Then she turns and walks away. The guards take you down the steps. You are chained to a wall, Catherine. You can move, but only a few inches. 
And suddenly, the guards have gone. And you, you're all alone in your dark prison. Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love entrusts me here, even this night be at my side, to light, to guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Mother, I beseech you to bless my dear friend, the Princess Margarita. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. A faint ray of light from above your head. Someone up there, looking down into the dungeon. It's Margarita. Catherine? Catherine, can you hear me? Yes. Are you afraid? I was. Are you praying? Yes. You should after what you've done. Have you asked forgiveness? Yes. Do you expect me to forgive you? Do you? Answer me. <laughs> You know better. You'll get no mercy from me. Catherine, think of your father in Bologna. You've brought dishonor to his name. You deserve every punishment. You do. You know you do. Goodbye, Catherine. Goodbye, Margarita. The icy dampness of the dungeon is creeping through you. No one comes to bring you food. No one will. You know that. This is your death cell. The dungeon door is opening. A shaft of light. Two men. The keeper of the dungeons. The other holds his sword. It's Roberto. Get a move on. Now, take those shackles off the Lady Catherine. Hurry up, you old. Roberto. You'll be free in two minutes. Do you know what this will mean? War. War between your family and Margarita's. Her father will never forgive you. Let him send an army against me. I'll be waiting for him in Rimini. No. I won't be an instrument of war. I won't have innocent men killed because of me. The choice is mine. To condemn innocent men to death because of a woman? You'll be my wife. The princess of Rimini. Roberto, I can't. Listen to me. I told Margarita the truth. The truth? Yes, that I was the guilty one, not you. She laughed at me. Said I was being gallant. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad she has faith in you. Go back to her, Roberto. Go back to your promise to your marriage. No. I have two horses waiting outside the palace. We'll be out of Ferrara inside the hour. On our way to Rimini. We'll be caught before we leave the palace grounds. Oh. There. You're free. Free? 
I don't think she is, my lord, Prince of Rimini. The Princess Margarita, standing there in the dungeon door, half a dozen palace guards with her. Their spears pointed toward Roberto. The princess walks toward him. Give me your sword. You fool. Has she completely bewitched you? Can you ever doubt it? To humiliate me. To risk your life coming here to free her. It was worth trying. Was it? And what were your plans? To escape with her to Rimini? Yes. And once there, to marry her. And I had to spoil your pretty plan. Marguerite. Be quiet. Oh, forgive him. He thought he was to blame for my position. What else could he do? He was obliged to attempt my escape, even against his will. Be quiet. Margarita, she's innocent, I swear it. Stay here with her. Die with her. Guards, chain them up. Despair now. Not for yourself, Catherine. Strange how you don't think of your own plight. Only Roberto's. You even feel a compassion for the princess. The chains are on you again now. And Roberto is shackled to the wall six feet away from you. Catherine? Forgive me. Forgive me for what I've done to you. Hush. How long does it take one to die in a place like this? Not long. My Catherine, you're very, very brave. Oh, Roberto, why did you come? Why? <laughs> I'll always come to where you are. I'll reach you even when you're in heaven. Yes, I think you will. If only I could reach you now and touch your hands. Don't try. It's impossible. I know. What's that? We're not the only prisoners. Some town beggars in one of the other dungeons. Oh, what was their crime? They were hungry. They trespassed. Oh, poor devils. Still, there's precious little difference between them and us now. Yes, there is a difference. You and I have known love and affection, abundance. Have you ever looked into the faces of a hungry peasant? Their faces are generally obscured by dirt. Is that all you saw? Oh, Roberta, there's more than a hunger for food. For someone to care for them. To care what becomes of them. St. Francis must have seen all that. St. Francis. St. Francis. The name, the words seem to form a message in your heart. You are devoted to St. Francis. What caused you to think of him, Roberto? Wasn't he as we are, of position and wealth? Only he gave it all up. He devoted himself to the poor. Yes, you suddenly know, Catherine. A strange, mysterious glow filling you. Filling that great emptiness inside you. Waves of happiness surging through you. And you begin to pray. Holy Mother, look down upon me while I pray that my heart be filled with the love 
not for one man, but for all men. The love that our Lord Jesus had for all of us. I give thanks that at last I've been shown how best I can serve God in the service of others, bringing comfort to the needy, finding food for the hungry and shelter for the weary and the homeless. I give thanks. Amen. You were praying? Yes. Are you cold? Not very. My Catherine, no use looking towards the door. They'll come for us soon. You think that Margarita will relent? Yes, I know she will. You have a lot of faith in your prayers. Yes, I prayed for her. Did you pray for freedom also? I prayed for an opportunity to serve God. Roberta, that's what I want to do more than anything in this world. It's what I've wanted to do all of my life. Only I never knew it until now. does not open. You're deathly cold now. Your lips are blue. Weakness overcomes you. There's a pale white mist across your eyes. You feel it must be fever. Hallucinations. Or is it a streak of light coming in through the door and someone running toward you? Forgive me. Forgive me. Your own room. The open French door. The balcony outside. The sound of the birds. The warm sunshine streaming across your bed. And Margarita's beside you now. Are you warm enough, darling? My room. Everything's all right. It must be. It must be. Say you forgive me. Of course I forgive you. I'll make up for everything, I promise. Roberto, where is he? In the kitchen. He asked me to free those beggars. I did so. They're being fed. I'll see they never go hungry again. You'll marry Roberto. He loves you. Don't you love him? Margaret, I love you both. I want you both to be happy. That's all. And I'll be going away. Oh, no. No, I couldn't bear that. I'll stay for your wedding, but then I'll go back to Bologna. No, my dearest. Stay with us. I can't. There's so many people where I come from. They drift from place to place. Sleeping in the fields and the barns in ditches. They're homeless and hungry. Someone must care for them.
It's winter now, Catherine. Cold, bitter winds drive across the countryside around Bologna. You no longer wear your beautiful gowns and rich fur cloaks. No longer drive in fine carriages and live in palaces. You wear the brown habit of the poor Clares. But you're so very happy. Years passing now. Your efforts for the poor are bearing fruit. Because of you, more and more monasteries are being built where the poor can come for shelter and food. And as you bless them, so they bless you. But you, Catherine of Bologna, you don't know that someday you will be canonized by His Holiness Pope Benedict XIII. You don't know that your birthday, March 9th, will be celebrated in the church in every corner of the world. In everlasting memory of one who followed in the path of St. Francis himself. listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore. Attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need. Please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement Graymore. Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen. Amen.